We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast, coming to you live on a Wednesday evening. A little bit different this week. Certain guy on this show is getting married this weekend, so I had to uh, mix up Good the schedule you, a little bit. <laughs> uh, mix up the schedule a little bit because Tyler's getting married. You know, uh, rehearsal dinner is happening tomorrow. So, what's up, man? How are you feeling about everything this weekend? Uh, great. Uh, someone told me the chapel is haunted, and apparently, Palace Verdes is falling apart during uh, due to sinkholes. So. You know, other than that, it's, it's great. Um, the, the chapel is haunted? Yeah, apparently there's, um, it, it's haunted in like a good way. There's a Native American <laughs> spirit who takes care of the garden. So um, thank you to, not Dean Thanos. Yeah, Dean Thanos, the yeah. Twitter account on, on Twitter. Sounds about uh, right. Who told me that it's haunted. And I looked it up and apparently it is. But, you know, we welcome the Holy Ghost or whatever ghost decide to show up. <laughs> All ghosts are welcome as yeah. long as they're friendly. Danny exactly. Phantom wants to show up, we're good. Yeah, for sure. I just they can't go to the reception though because that's too expensive. But yeah. you know they don't eat much. I think. No, I don't think ghosts eat very much at all. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> recording today, um, and then we will not be having a show this weekend. But our guy Alex is dropping a show for you guys for bolt breakdowns on Friday, and then I'll be having a little individual video that I'm going to be dropping on Saturday as well. So no shortage of content, even though Tyler and I are going to be. A little bit busy this weekend down in Palos Verdes and uh, Manhattan Beach. So excited to get down there and, uh, you know, excited to see everything come to fruition this weekend. It's been a long time coming and I'm excited to see uh, see everything come down on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I, I proposed two years ago, you know, I had to get through my master's and some other things. Now we're here and it's here. And it's like yeah. last week, someone's like, oh, yeah, your, your wedding is what's next weekend, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's next weekend. <laughs> Even though I had everything planned and like I know we're good, but it finally hit me like, oh, yeah, it's 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 pretty soon. So yeah. this is it. Um, it was a lot of work. I don't plan on doing this again. I never want to do this again. Um, it's going to be the one of the best nights of my life, one of the best days of our lives. And I never want to have to plan it again. <laughs> no, planning a wedding is is not fun. <laughs> Lots of, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, we had some family drama between uh, mm. when we were planning our wedding. So, um, you know, we, so we, Brooke and I got married when we were seniors in college and uh, we had like midterms and then the next week we're like <laughs> wedding. So 
it was a similar kind of thing where it was like, oh, we're getting married next week. Like it doesn't even feel that way. So yeah, um, you know, pretty common in Utah to get married during in college. And then uh, so Brooke and I have been married for five years, almost six years, which is crazy. Wow, really? Congratulations, guys. What's the secret? <laughs> oh, is that a serious question or no? <laughs> I guess, you know, we'll wait for more people to show up to the chat. So go for it. What, what is the secret, Stephen? Uh, secret sauce, I think, is just communicating at every step of the way, making sure your priorities are always lined up. Um, you know, Brooke and I have been able to to make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to like both of us got master's degrees after we got married. So we we're always on the same page talking about finances, educational goals, stuff like that, talking about buying a house, kids down the road. So, you know, I think just communicating, planning, having similar priorities, it all uh, helps out. Perfect. And then all that cheesy other stuff that people always talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's just, that's just fluff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, a few weeks away from training camp as well. Excited to get into all of that uh, in the next few weeks. Today, we're going to be diving into ESPN's executive survey regarding the NFL's defensive playmakers and how the Chargers specifically stacked up into that regard. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more positive when the Chargers do some offensive rankings uh, or Jeremy Fowler's offensive rankings come out. So maybe we'll get into some predictions but for, for that side of the ball, but primarily focusing in on the defensive side of things because that's what Jeremy Fowler has released. So um, if you have missed it, Jeremy Fowler every does an annual survey every single year from coaches, players, executives, uh, ranking the top players at every single position. And thus far, he's had uh, linebacker, defensive tackle, interior defensive line, cornerback, and safety. So basically, all of the defensive positions are off the board at this point. So, uh, Tyler, when you look at, uh, I guess we can maybe do general NFL talk here, but mm-hmm. before we get into Charger specific, what was kind of the biggest standout for you from these league rankings on defense? Uh, all NFL teams or just the Chargers? Because I didn't have access to ESPN Plus. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pull up the rankings right now. Then we'll we'll go through them that way. Thank you. Um, well, I don't know, guys, but you let me know what you think in the chat, <laughs> and uh, we'll get back to you. I will say it's uh, as Stephen pulls this up. The Chargers have six hundred million dollars in total contracts allocated to this defense, and only one player made the top five. Uh, technically only one player made the top six so hopefully the chargers uh get a bit better in this regard not that all these opinions matter somebody who thinks that you know aaron donald last year was the third best defensive tackle or that you know jerwin was unranked last year or whatever it's not that these guys are always you know spot on but still you'd like to see some of these guys on defense be a little bit higher Yeah. um, So if you're unfamiliar with the exercise, um, basically, uh, Jeremy Fowler, you know, compiles this list, does the highest ranking for each player, does the lowest ranking, um, puts out their last year's ranking, and then obviously kind of averages out everything to put put them in place this year. So um, Chargers do not have any linebacker, uh, which is not really a surprise, but Fred Warner was number one this year pretty universal i think the gap at linebacker is is pretty similar to the gap at defensive tackle to be honest i love fred warner last year he was ranked number three this year is number one uh roquan smith from the ravens uh highest ranking two lowest ranking four uh ended up at second tremaine edmonds which i think is kind of ridiculous to be honest uh number three highest ranking two lowest ranking nine last year he was seven matt milano his teammate who i think is significantly better than him personally or ex-teammate, I guess, uh, highest ranking four, lowest ranking unranked, uh, which is crazy to me. Last year, he was honorable mention. Uh, Devin White, number five, highest ranking two, lowest ranking unranked. Last year, he was four. Demario Davis is six, highest ranked number two, lowest was unranked. Last year, he was number six again. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, formerly Darius, uh, number seven. Highest ranking was number six. Lowest ranking was unranked. And last year, he was number one. Uh, Nick Bolton at number eight. Highest ranking, number five. Lowest ranking, unranked. Last year, he was unranked. CJ Mosley from the Jets. Highest ranking, number five. Lowest ranking, unranked. Last year, he was unranked. Dre Dre Greenlaw, number 10. Highest ranking, number three. Lowest ranking, unranked. Last year, unranked. 
Honorable <laughs> mentions, Bobby Wagner, Levante David, Foyasade Aluakon, Logan Wilson, Patrick Queen. Also receiving votes, Jeremiah Usukoromoa, Jordan Brooks, Devondre Campbell, Jerome Baker, and Shaq Thompson. Mm. So that's linebacker. I don't know everyone's ages collectively. I don't believe Fred Warner is an older player, but it really does seem like linebacker is this position that's kind of the same guys, kind of these same guys that we'd expect, or you're a former first-round pick and we just know your name. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds being that high is a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I would have placed him, but I, I don't really feel like he's considered in that area. Um, but, yeah, good for him. So I'm really curious what the linebacker position looks like over the coming years because we just had a pretty awful grouping uh, of linebackers in this past draft. I don't know what next class looks like, um, but as far as off-ball linebacker goes, seems like a lot of the, the usual suspects there. Yeah, Logan Wilson and um, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, two younger guys that could theoretically make some leaps there. The one that I was really disappointed in was Nick Bolton. Um, mm. I, I think Nick Bolton is a top three or four linebacker, in my opinion. The way that he um, just makes explosive plays in the run game, I think, is is really rare in today's NFL. Uh, so, you know, having <laughs> the displeasure of watching him blow up the Chargers run <laughs> game for the last two years. Yeah. Um, you know, not that that's anything like a great accomplishment by any means, but he's somebody I think <laughs> should be <laughs> he's somebody I think should be much higher on that list than eight, in my opinion. Yeah, I wonder who's so the top three. It was I'm sorry, it was. Um, Warner, somebody in Edmonds who's the second. It was guy? Warner, Roquan Smith, Edmonds, Matt Milano, number four. So is that more leaning towards like guys who can get some of the more interceptions, pass heavy sort of things? Bol- Seems Bolton, like it. Yeah. Bolton is obviously like a very, very good linebacker, but I think more regarded as a run defender there. So I'm really curious. Yeah. Where the rest of these guys are. Yeah. It seemed like that was kind of the priority there. Mm hmm. Um, so defensive tackle was the second list. Um, no Chargers players mentioned here, which I think. Morgan Fox probably would like for me at least like deserves like a vote, a vote. or two, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, but he didn't make it. Um, Aaron Donald, number one, highest ranking was one, lowest ranking was three. Uh, if you think there are two defensive tackles better than Aaron Donald, I think you're kind of crazy personally. Um, Chris Jones, number two, highest ranking number one, lowest ranking number three. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, at three, highest ranking number two, lowest ranking number six. Quinnen Williams, highest ranked. Uh, he was number four overall. Mm. Highest ranking was second. His lowest ranking was unranked, which, again, <laughs> what? Like, what are we watching? <laughs> um, Javon Hargrave, uh, now the 49ers, formerly of the Eagles. Highest ranking was number four. Lowest ranking, also unranked. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, he's number six. Highest ranking, number four. Lowest ranking was honorable mention, which again, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, get I mean, it. these are really good players we're talking about so far. Yes. So it's not like, yes. but still, uh, DeForest Buckner, he was seventh, highest ranking third, lowest ranking number nine. So that feels about right for DeForest. Um, yeah. Deron Payne, number eight, highest ranking was second, lowest ranking unranked. Uh, Cam Hayward, number nine, highest ranking number three, lowest ranking mm-hmm. was unranked. Jonathan Allen, number 10, highest ranking number four, lowest ranking unranked. So defensive tackle seems like pretty jumbled together. Mm-hmm. Um, honorable mention, Christian Wilkins, who I think should definitely be in wow. the top 10. Uh, Vita Vea, Kenny Clark, Derek Brown, and Leonard Williams. And then also receiving votes was Jer- Grady Jarrett, Eric Armstead, DJ Reader, Draymond Jones, Dalvin Tomlinson, Ed Oliver, and Grover Stewart. That's an un... I mean... I was even kind of talking to Morgan Fox a tiny bit about this, but defensive tackle, what a position. And I I think even the analytics is leaning towards that being like one of the premium positions now, you know, obviously edge, corner, receiver, et cetera. But D tackle is something that affects the game so much. And there's so many talented guys. I mean, that honorable mentions list is really good. stacked. Like they would all start on the chargers over the current guys for the most part. I mean, that's, it's a heck of a list. Uh, I didn't hear where Jerry Tillery was, but I wish him all the best. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know why that slipped out. I just. I had to get that out. Okay, before the season, I got it out. Um. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like in general the the rankings were kind of all over the place. Like the amount of guys in the top ten who were the lowest ranking was unranked completely. It was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Christian Wilkins definitely deserves to be in the top ten. It's all that live. Um. Dexter Lawrence, I think, should be higher too. But I mean, he was at least sixth. So. 
Christian Wilkins, I think, like, might be one of the five best, like, three-down defensive players in the NFL. Like, I think he's amazing at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was defensive tackle. Again, it loaded position. Like, you go through that list and you're like, man, this is a ton of good players here. But, you know, I think Morgan Fox should have should have at least gotten a vote at some point. Yeah, I'm really – it felt like the Chargers across the board on defense. Some of the guys that I feel like should have been mentioned as honorable mentions, I think they all just kind of suffered by being associated with the defense. Like like Michael yeah. Davis was not mentioned, and I think he's certainly played like somebody who should be an honorable mention. It's not like he's an, a no-name at this point. We know who he is. He's, he's paid well enough, so it's like he is out there in the public eye. So that was a bit of a surprise. I, I think some guys like Morgan Fox, just kind of by association, uh, with the defense, maybe didn't quite get that bump. Was Sebastian Joseph Day on the list last year? Um, I think he was in the also receiving votes category. Okay. Yeah, I feel like he was too. Um, so not surprising. I mean, he didn't, or it might have been after the 2021 mm. season because he ended 2022 injured. Oh, yeah. After uh-huh. the Super Bowl. Or wait. Huh. Timeline's probably off there, but yeah. Um, okay, edge rushers, that was next. That's uh, obviously where the Chargers are mentioned. So we'll get into that and uh, a little bit more specific to the you know where Khalil and Joey end up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Bosa, number one uh, edge rusher. He was highest ranking was number one, obviously. Lowest ranking was fifth. Last year, he was third overall on the list. Miles um, Garrett checks in at second. His mm-hmm. highest ranking was one. His lowest ranking was fourth, and last year he was second. Hmm. Uh, Micah Parsons checks in at number three. His highest ranking was first. Uh, lowest ranking was six. Again, if you think there are six <laughs> Micah Parsons, I don't know wow. what we're watching. Um, last year he was second, but as an off-ball linebacker. So I guess he was still kind of doing huh. that whole like hybrid yeah. thing. Now he's fully edge rusher. Um, TJ Watt is fourth highest ranking number one. So each of these top four guys have at least one first place vote. Mm -hmm. Um, lowest ranking for TJ Watt was seventh last year. He was first overall. Mm. So the injury kind of weighing in there is what Jeremy Fowler wrote. Uh, number five, biggest surprise for me of, of the exercise thus far, Hassan Reddick, um, highest ranking for him was second lowest ranking was unranked. Last year, he was unranked. So, again, fifth overall, I think, is, is a bit much for me. Crosby has to be next, then. Max Crosby is sixth. Highest ranking for Crosby was fifth, which I think is is crazy to me. But uh, lowest ranking for him was eight. Last year's ranking was fifth overall. So, um, five to eight for Max Crosby, essentially, according to this poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. Highest ranking was five. Lowest ranking was unranked, and last year he was eighth on the list. Hmm. Uh, number eight, Matthew Judon from the New England Patriots. His highest ranking was third. His lowest ranking was unranked, and last year he was unranked. And then Vaughn Miller, number nine, highest ranking number three. Lowest ranking was unranked, and last year he was sixth. So uh, Fowler writes that the age and the ACL injury are kind of a factor here. Okay, uh, Joey Bosa, number 10 overall. Uh, highest ranking was fifth. Lowest ranking was unranked. Last year, he was fourth. Um, Fowler writes that a top five fixture for years. Bosa is another edge rusher who slipped due to injury. The mm-hmm. groin tear that required surgery cost him most of last season. He finished with two and a half sacks in a season, punctuated with a costly helmet-throwing penalty and a playoff loss to Jacksonville. Um, and there's there's a bit more for there, but you know, there's always the not as disruptive as his brother Nick, but still super talented comment that comes through every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joey at ten, Tyler, what do you make of of his ranking? That that's fair. I think it, it no longer really with some of these guys. Maybe the same as D of same as it, maybe it's the same for D tackle too. It's no longer just the the per play stats that matter. You have guys that are just hitting these absurd numbers that Joey just hasn't been able to hit. Um, you know, these guys, 90 pressures, 90 pressures, 80 pressures, 80 pressures, yeah. you know, 20, you know, inching towards 20 sacks, 18 sacks, 19 sacks. Um, how many guys? So like 19 for Nick Bosa, 18 for Hassan Reddick, 18 for Miles Garrett. You know, I think Joey's never really come that close. Um, 
a few sacks away, but still never in that approaching 20 range. So I think just that combined with the fact that he was injured, uh, I think it's fair. I mean, I think some some guys are starting to move up. You know, what I would have said a year ago that Max Crosby's a better player than Joey Bosa. I don't know, but at this point, Max Crosby's been healthy. And he's got, what, 190 pressures the last two seasons at some point. And he you had know, like those, 35 those... run stops last year, too. Yeah, all against the Chargers in one game, I think. Uh, (laughs) So these guys are just not only are they supremely talented and very, you know, good at their pro play stats as is, but they're also healthy and they're racking up stats. So Joey Bosa, I think, you know, deserves recognition on the list. But, you know, him and Khalil Mack, they're very much in danger of being like in the receiving votes category. And that's maybe not even a, a talent thing. It might come to the point where it's kind of like D tackle where, some of the first rounders last year, maybe it's Karloftis, maybe it's Thibodeau, you know, maybe it's Hutch. I don't know, but some of these guys are starting to, you know, uh, who just got drafted second overall this year from Alabama. Oh, Will Anderson. Thank you. Guys like that, like could potentially start moving yeah. forward here. And again, if these guys are walking into the league and you guys start seeing these guys put up 70, 80 pressures, which Joey Bosa really hasn't done lately. Yeah. I mean, at some point they're just going to, moved on from i get not moved on well potentially from the chargers but just passed over and i think you're starting to see that with a list like this yeah i think i mean the the health is obviously the the big thing with joey you know we've talked about the alternating years it's an odd year so theoretically joey should be healthy Mm -hmm. this year um so he can certainly climb back up this list i think if you're trying to rank them overall like to me i look at edge rushers and I think there's a very clear top tier of, of four yeah. edge rushers that make a combination of pressures, win rate, um, strip sacks, total sacks, and run stops. And that's Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, um, Micah Parsons, and Max Crosby. To me, that's like the mm-hmm. upper echelon mm-hmm. of the edge rushers right now. And after that, you have TJ Watt. I know that probably gonna be a hot take i don't think he's in that same conversation personally Mm. um but you have tj watt you have matthew judon you have hassan reddick you have these guys um von miller and his you know kind of older brian burns and then joey i think joey at his best is better than those other guys i do totally but it's just a matter of him being healthy and being at his best so Mm -hmm. i think 10 is fair based off of the injury based off of what happened last year but like if you're asking me like to predict for next year, like I think Joey's is up a few spots. I, I really do. And I think that, you know, him alongside Khalil is is a great recipe for success for Joey. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a fair ranking right now based off of what happened last year. All these other guys having great seasons and Joey and Vaughn are kind of lumped together where, you know, we saw glimpses of it, but they were injured didn't have a full season so i think it's fair for for joey to be at 10 but i do think that he climbs up this list next year yeah i, I don't see how well i do see how it's the injuries but aside from that i don't see how he doesn't this is someone who definitely can perform better than three-ish guys ahead of that list i don't see him cracking into that top five no. i don't yeah. think I, if these guys have the same kind of years there's no reason to unless joey has the greatest season we've seen there's no real reason to jump all those guys in the eyes of some of these voters so and it's fine like this is a it's a really really good list of edge rushers so yeah. if he can break into the top six seven you know i think that's totally fair and that'd be great for the chargers because that means that joy was healthy and it probably means that khalil mack was healthy too yeah um so moving on to honorable mentions uh some young guys like tyler mentioned um aiden hutchinson is on this list jalen phillips who had a fantastic season mm-hmm. last year Trey Hendrickson, Cameron Jordan, who's been a staple. I mean, he's been amazing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Khalil Mack, that's where he falls in the honorable mention category. So he gets enough votes to be more than also receiving votes. Um, but in the honorable mention category, uh, Fowler writes, Mack finished his first season with the Chargers, po- posting eight sacks, two forced fumbles, and four pass breakups. Uh, he's been a really good player, but always left me wanting more was the quote from an NFL personnel evaluator. And then the same evaluator says in 2018, he was dominant, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. A high level production hasn't been there consistently. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, what do you make of Khalil's mentioning here as an honorable mention and what was written about him? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they started the season with Joey Bosa 
excellent. I think he led the the league in, in sacks for a couple of weeks or three weeks or whatever it was. He started off so hot, and then there were just some games where it's like, where'd he go? And again, like we talked about with Joey, there was no accumulation of stats to the point where it's like, well, he's top five in pressure, so we got to put him you know, somewhere on this list. That didn't happen. And then I think if you talk, as you talked about, like the upper echelon of edge rushers is more than just rushing the passer. Khalil Mack did some great things against the run, but I don't think it was consistent enough. And then if you look at just the per play stats for Khalil Mack and run defense, it's actually not very pretty. I forget where he is, but it's not very high. Yeah, his pass rush win rate was, I think, in like the 40s. So mm. it was it was on par with what we saw from Khalil in 2020, which is what I felt like was the goal for Khalil heading into 2022 was to get back to who he was in 2020. Mm. Obviously having the, the injury and downplay and playing through it in 2021. Um, so like I, I think that's a fair spot for Khalil. I, I think it's also fair to say that, similar to Joey, we didn't really see khalil get to show what he really had last year because he went from being the robin to back to being batman when he really he's not the same player he was i think that's a fair assessment um but i think with a healthy joey bosa i think khalil mac gets a lot more gimmies i think he is able to get less attention um and i think he'll make more impact as a run defender because that was the thing that we noticed all year long is that all these teams were just running opposite of Khalil Mack because they knew that they could, and they knew that they, you know, were better off to not run his way. So I think we'll see a more impactful Khalil Mack. How much he can climb up the list is, is probably not much, honestly, because you have such a defined upper echelon and a second tier, and mm-hmm. then all these young guys coming on too. Um, you know, some of the guys also receiving votes might have, you know, resurgences. We'll see about them. Right, but Khalil might be entering his last like truly highly productive season. We'll see, but um, this might be it for Khalil. And I think you know we should probably relish in the opportunities that we get to see him play this year. Yeah, have any teammates both made the top ten in either of these lists so far for D tackle or edge? I don't believe so. Uh, the Niners linebackers both made it. Okay, which Just is. Ki- yeah, Drake Greenlaw would be <laughs> Drake Greenlaw is really freaking good, man. Yeah. Um, but no, no other teammates have made it. I think there's a pair of cornerbacks, but we'll get to mm-hmm. that in a second. Yeah. So I mean, in theory, I think and we even see it here in somewhat equal seasons, hopefully good seasons, Joey's gonna make the list. And I think Khalil will always by nature of someone to you know kind of detracting votes from the other, I think Khalil will always be just a few spots behind. So hopefully they can both yeah. move up together into seven and ten. Um because that would be a great season. Yeah, I think so. Let's let best case scenario here for Joey and Khalil. Like, where would you see them? Do you think seven and ten is realistic, or do you think Joey can move higher? I think like fifth is the best case scenario for Joey. I think there's mm-hmm. guys that have done, unless they're hurt, but that there's guys that have just done too much. Like they will have 240 pressures in three seasons. The past yeah. three seasons after this year. Versus Joey with, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's like a buck 50. But there's just so much more accumulated and such consistency. Um, I don't think he'll be able to crack past that. Khalil, I think, was going to be like 9, 10th at best. But I think I think he's just going to be a, an honorable mention, which is fine. There's yeah. a lot of good edge rushers. Yeah. Again, a loaded position. Um, some guys in here who are also receiving votes that I think will surprise in a second here. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Khalil best case scenario would be like the first name honorable mention. I, sure. I, like I just think there's too many guys now. Um, but I still think that can give him a, a really high caliber season. You know, mm-hmm. um, he was a pro bowler last year. I think he can do that again this year. Um, whether or not he's able to stack up against the best edge rushers in the league, I think is another conversation, but you know, I, I do expect Khalil to be more in, impactful this year, which should be uh, fun to watch. Um, okay, also receiving votes in this category is Adarius Smith, who's on the Browns now, um, mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary, Daniil Hunter, Chandler Jones, Josh Sweat, Shaq Barrett, and Uchenna Unwosu. Huh, good for Unwosu. I didn't know that. That's nice. Yeah. Good for him indeed. Good, good season. Yeah. Okay, uh, next one up is cornerbacks. Again, like Tyler mentioned, Michael Davis was not listed. JC Jackson was listed. So we'll get to him in a second here. Um, okay. First cornerback overall was Pat Sertan. <laughs> Highest ranking number one, 
Lowest ranking, number 10, which is crazy to me. <laughs> uh, last year, he was number seven overall. Um, at number two is Sauce Gardner. His highest ranking was number one. His lowest ranking was sixth. Obviously, last year, he was not ranked. Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Jalen Ramsey at number three. His highest ranking was two. His lowest ranking was also 10. Last year, he was number one overall. Uh, number four, Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. Highest ranking, number one. Uh, lowest ranking, number nine. Last year, he was third. So uh, got some points, it seems like, to from bouncing back from injury. Mm-hmm. Had a really good season. Uh, Darius Slay at number five. His highest ranking was third. His lowest ranking was unranked. Last year, he was an honorable mention. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, number six. His highest ranking was number one. His lowest ranking was unranked, and last year he was number seven. Marshawn Lattimore at seven. His highest ranking was number one. Lowest ranking, 10. Last year he was second. Uh, Trayvon Diggs at number eight. His highest ranking was third. His lowest ranking was unranked. Last year he was number 10. Uh, Denzel Ward at number nine. His highest ranking was fifth. His lowest ranking was honorable mention, and last year he was number six. Uh, AJ Terrell at 10. His highest ranking was second. His lowest ranking was unranked. And then honorable mentions are Xavier Howard, JC Horn, Tariq Woolen, Trey White, and Ladarius Sneed. Hmm. I, I thought with Tariq Woolen, well, I guess if, if Sertan was seventh last year, did one have a better season? I don't know. But, huh. Interesting. I don't know who's voting Sertan 10th. I'm still stuck on that part because I can't think of how that's even possible. Yeah. Um, Somebody who I think is too low on this list, uh, for me, that's A.J. Terrell. I Mm -hmm. I know he plays on the Falcons, but I think he's he's one of the four or five best corners. Um, You know, this article cites that his coverage stats were not as good as they were the year prior, but I still think he's he's an elite corner for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then also receiving votes, this is where J.C. Jackson comes in, uh, along with Stephon Gilmore, James Bradbury, Carlton Davis, Trent McDuffie, Charvarius Ward, D.J. Reed, and Tyson Campbell. So hmm. uh, you want to talk about Michael Davis. I think he's better than most of the guys on that list. Yeah. Um, I would also have him in head of Legereus Sneed. Mm, that's probably it. Xavier Howard, I think, is, is a name recognition only right now, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, what do you make of JC Jackson's placement here as also receiving votes? I was kind of surprised, honestly, given how the season went. Yeah, because it wasn't like like Joey Bosa was on the field and the numbers at least were, were great when he was on the field. JC was on the field and it didn't look so good. Yeah. So I really think just once you start to get past a certain point on that top 10 and into the receiving votes category, 
there's just a tier that JC Jackson can still get to that's significantly better than the guys that are listed in front of him. Um, some of those guys are very, very good corners, but they don't have at least a history of greatness yeah. that JC has. So I think there's some, I'm curious who did vote for him in that regard, but there is still some respect there for what JC Jackson could be. Now, I, I think this list for JC Jackson goes literally two different directions. It could go one of two different directions. He's left off entirely, or he's like fifth next season. I, I think there really is this, this huge range of outcomes for him. Um, because that's, I mean, it, again, someone, someone voted for him after yeah. a horrible year where he barely played. Um, and it wasn't great. So I think that if he can get back to, if he's that number one out there and this defense becomes what it's supposed to be, and JC's the feature and the comeback story and all that, I think people are really going to, out of just out of the, you know, the story itself, vote for him and put him up there. So, um, I honestly could, eh, never mind. I was gonna say I could see him jumping higher than Joey could this year, but I don't know if I buy that. I mean, if Joey's ceiling is five, I think that's that's probably a, a tad unrealistic because I think, yeah, objectively speaking, he's not going to be ahead of Sertan, Sauce, no. Ramsey, probably not Jair Alexander. Um, and then you have that again. It, it's very similar where you have like a very clear top four. Um, maybe Alexander's outside looking in of the top three. Um, but, you know, Darius Slay's an older corner. Marlon Humphrey is an older corner. Marshall Lattimore's kind of older. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is younger. He probably goes up that list again this year, uh, you know, playing alongside Stephon Gilmore instead of, I don't even remember who their cornerback two was last year. Um, Denzel Ward could, could climb back up. You know, he was sixth last year, ninth this year. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Terrell, I think, like I said, should be higher, but you know, it's, it's a lot of like older corners and like young guys. So, you know, maybe like Tariq Woolen shoots up, maybe JC mm-hmm. Horn shoots up, but it, I don't think it's unrealistic that JC moves up to like seven or eight. If he has yeah. like a, if he has a peak season, I could see him moving into the top seven for sure. Yeah. It reminds me of, so Reddick moved from unranked to what? Seventh or sixth. Fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know though. Like, okay, what like what if JC Jackson leads the league in interceptions this year and yeah. is like what he was in New England? How high would you put that player? I mean it's possible, I guess. I just don't know if I feel like you have yeah. to earn a couple seasons in a row of that, even though he already did yeah, two years. That's fair. If I get if I get twenty twenty one JC Jackson, mm-hmm. again it's a very big if. But if if the Chargers <laughs> yeah. get 2021 version of JC Jackson in 2023. I think that player is at least top six at corner. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but <laughs> how likely is that? I, I yeah. think the likely outcome for JC is that he might be kind of honorable mention. Like, I still think that because it's the, the more interesting season, I think for me mm-hmm. is what he potentially could do in 2024 with the whole Mm. year of recovery Mm -hmm. this year, I think we will see some up and down moments, but if he plays kind of like at his best ability post injury, I think we could see him honorable mention, maybe top 10 or nine Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like realistically positive. But yeah, if he hits his ceiling, then he's absolutely a top six player on this list. Is there anybody on that list? That's kind of like a, I don't want to say no name player because we just talked about how Davis wasn't, I'm just trying to see where Michael Davis would fit. Like he could have the exact same season again, just for 17 games and hopefully the postseason. Would anybody vote for him, you know, fitting into the top, whatever, 10 or something like that? It feels like a lot of this is very much name recognition or the new hot thing or something, you know, the rookie. Yeah. I don't know where Davis would fit in there, even if he had a really great season again. Um, although I guess AJ Terrell plays for the Falcons. I don't know. Just curious where Davis would fit in because he certainly deserves to be out there. Yeah, I think if he has basically the same kind of season, I think you maybe voters are kind of looking at it saying like, ah, he was kind of bad in 2021. Mm-hmm. He was really good in 2020, but you know, up and down kind of kind of player. Um, Alex pointing out that JC Jackson was voted fifth on this list last year. So mm. there you go. Um, but yeah, Michael Davis, like I could see him getting a vote over Carl- Carlton Davis. I could see him getting a vote over DJ Reed. Um, 
Tyson Campbell, Charvarius Ward, Trent McDuffie, kind of younger guys, but yeah, maybe they take a step back this year. You know, coverage can be pretty fluky. So I, I again, I think Michael Davis should have been on this list. You know, he was the league leader in enforcing completion rate from basically the bye week on. Um, so he should be on this list, but he needs the interceptions. Like that's what we talked about with when we tiered the defensive players. Yeah, we feel like he's a Pro Bowl caliber corner. But in order for everybody else to start thinking that, like he needs more interceptions. And I think we'll see him get more than he did last year. Again, mm-hmm. coverage rates and interceptions could be pretty fluky. You know, if JC is playing at his best, it probably means more targets Michael Davis's way, more opportunities yeah. for interceptions. So I think he'll get more. But for him to get like honorable mention or higher, like Michael Davis probably needs four or five interceptions. He's too good. He's too good, to not be, <laughs> too good to not be listed with some of these guys. So I, I, I hope I hope the forced incompletion rate translates to more interceptions. Thankfully, he had fewer interceptions than most. So hopefully, because it's yeah. so you know fluky, he can go on the upswing. Yeah, and I do think like I mean we had ten Ted win on the show for the Chargers mm-hmm. on Tuesday, which if you missed it, go check that out. Um, and he like he talked about Michael Davis being one of the more underrated players in the league. There's a lot of film guys who really respect what Michael Davis can do on a week-to-week basis and how valuable he was for the Chargers. Um, so there, there is like a, a group of uh, Michael Davis stands, I guess you could call him. <laughs> um, so hopefully that just kind of translates more with, with another good year for, for production for him. And, and like I said, get some more interceptions this year. It'll be great. Yeah, I think I don't know if you started to watch the um, bootleg football episode that EJ and uh, – Brett just put out for the Chargers, um, but Brett feels like Michael Davis is one of the most under, like, is like the most underrated corner in the entire NFL. Um, which fair, I, I don't think that's a hyperbole at all. Based on this list, I think we would have to agree. Yeah. Um, any chance Asante ends up on this list next year? <sighs> I guess my first question is: Are there any slot corners currently on the list? I guess I mean, it's, it's, you know, some people split, obviously. So it's not like it's a. Um, Marlon Humphrey plays kind of in the slot. He's also mostly outside, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, those two guys. Mm, that's pretty much it. Stephon Gilmore's outside. James Bradbury's outside. McDuffie, I think. Like from when McDuffie oh, came yeah. back from injury, I'm pretty sure he was slot only. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it was Sneed, and then they kind of switched. So that's really the one. And then DJ Reed yeah. kind of plays slot. So there's there's some kind of, but really it's Trent McDuffie, Legarius Sneed are kind of the, the ones who are mostly slot or have been in the past. I just don't see how he would if he's not the starter. And yeah. like they're going to, whether he's the majority starter or not in the slot, he's not going to play like a hundred percent of the snaps. He's not out there as much as Davis and in theory, JC Jackson would be. I just don't know if you can make the list. If you're pulled off the field, if you play 80% of the snaps, even though you're fully healthy, I just don't think you can make the list in that regard. Although McDuffie didn't play a ton last year. Yeah. I think Asante for him to hit his peak, unfortunately probably does require some, some injuries in front Mm -hmm. of him. Um, some slow starts by JC Jackson would help his case. Um, this is kind of similar to like Quentin Johnson, that conversation that we had about like Quentin hitting offensive rookie of the year probably re- would require like an injury in front of him. Mm-hmm. I think Asante is the same kind of thing. Cause if, if we knew that Asante were going to play a hundred percent of the snaps at outside corner, I, I think you could make an argument that he does make the list, mm-hmm. but splitting snaps with just your Taylor in the slot, potentially moving outside like playing a complimentary role i think that does hurt his case overall but yeah uh, again if everything goes right for asante individually i think he could make the list but yeah that depends on the role yeah i would agree all right uh before we get to our last one here which is safety we'll talk about derwin james Uh, i have to give a quick shout out to our newest sponsor caldera lab uh, the best in the business when it comes to men's skincare. Uh, we've talked about them in the past uh, past few shows, but uh, Tony Gonzalez is a big believer in them. Is he's one of their spokespersons. So 
Um, you know, it's a great product. They have eye serum, they have daily moisturizer. Um, they have a bunch of other great products that you guys can check out. Um, you know, as, as men, there's not a whole lot of skincare lines out there. So Caldera Lab is uh, pushing that boundary. And I think you guys should definitely go check them out. Uh, if you use the code guilty at checkout, you get 20% off your order. That's at calderalab.com. Uh, again, code guilty for 20% off your order at Caldera Lab. So go check them out. It's been great. It's been really, really sunny out. Thank goodness. Um, starting to get warmer and warmer. Thank goodness in July, just in time for the wedding. So I've been out trying to get in the sun, stop looking so pasty pale, you know, because I've been in a master's program and doing all this and teaching inside. And there was like one window. So I didn't see any sun. So I'm finally trying to get back out into the sun, but I got to avoid peeling. So Caldera Lab has made sure that I am not peeling, which has been great. Yeah, absolutely. So again, go check them out. Um, okay, back into the safety rankings. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Pittsburgh Steelers, checks in at first overall. Uh, highest ranking, number one, obviously. Lowest ranking for him was fifth. Last year, he was second. So um, the the thing with him is is obviously the interceptions. His his ball hawk rate, which is a, an ESPN analytics statistic, is is the best in the league. Um, so that's, that's his calling card. you know, one of the most stereotypical free safeties in the league and he's number one, uh, Derwin James checks in at second overall highest ranking was number one, <laughs> lowest ranking was eighth, uh, according to this poll, which is crazy to me last year was four, um, Jeremy Fowler citing the fact that Derwin's been mostly healthy for the last two years being kind of the, the key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was at number four last year, that was like the big thing was that, you know, they wanted to see him stay healthy again and they wanted to see more mm-hmm. production and more all of this. And, and he was able to do that. So, um, you know, well, James's well-rounded performance in 2022 included four sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles and 115 tackles on his way to second team, all pro honors. So again, as long as Derwin is healthy, I think he'll be on this list, but Tyler, yeah. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about him being second and not first. What do you make of that ranking? Fine. I mean, second is great. Second is a really good one. I actually honestly am a bit surprised he's not a tiny bit further down. Not mm. because I think he's the you know eighth best safety. That's ludicrous. <laughs> but you know everybody else on this defense kind of moved backwards. JC was fifth last year. Moved backwards. Khalil, honor, you know, received votes. Honorable mention. Joe Jibosa, tenth. No linebackers, no D tackles. So it kind of felt like everyone on this defense kind of went backwards because this defense wasn't great last year. But that's how good Derwin James is. Like he held his own and moved up in a year where the defense wasn't so great. He moved up yeah. and he earned it. Like I can't sit here and name three safeties that are better than Derwin James. Frankly, I think he should always be considered within the top three. You know, some yeah. guys can have better seasons, like Minka Fitzpatrick, great seasons and and several great seasons. And you know, hundreds of more snaps over several seasons. But yeah, I think I think second is completely fine and very fair. I think as long as, like you said, as long as he's top three, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just different because like first and third, Minka Fitzpatrick, Justin Simmons, those are guys who are gonna get a lot of interceptions because they play mm. free safety, they're mm-hmm. more playmaking on the ball. Um, so Derwin for him to like really be clear cut number one, I think we'd have to see like more sacks, more tackles for loss, stuff like that. And I think more man coverage too. Like, I think that's one of Derwin's strengths that the Chargers could do a better job of, of uh, showing off. But mm-hmm. hey man, second team all pro, number two on the list, I think is is a great spot for Derwin. At, at, all of these positions to me have like a very clear, like top tier. Yeah. And I think this trio is, is very well, well defined with Mika Fitzpatrick, Derwin James and Justin Simmons. I think mm-hmm. those are the 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 class, and then like you mentioned, you know, after the 2021 season, like uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer had great great seasons, so they were rewarded with All Pro honors, but yeah. they're not in the same category. So um, Derwin at second, I think, is fair. I think he's the best safety in the league, but I understand why he would vote for Minka Fitzpatrick because yeah. of the interceptions, because of the ball hawk rate. Like all these guys are are super super good, and and Derwin being second makes sense to me. I think he has the clearest top three in the league tier. Not push, not power, but like staying power, I guess, within that top three. I even like out even like Justin Herbert or Rashawn Slater. I think those guys, like, yeah, 
fourth, fifth or something. Sure. With, like for Justin Herbert, I think Derwin has the strongest staying power in that top three. Yeah. And I do think Derwin's maybe getting a little bit of like the Justin Herbert treatment in a sense where like people still recognize how good he is despite like the circumstances and maybe underachieving a little bit. Um, not necessarily getting like the kind of blame that, you know, maybe they're um, haters, if you will, will say that they deserve. But I mean, if Derwin had missed time last year too, on top of everything else, like the Chargers would have been, I know they were bad, but like they would have been like, one of the worst defenses we've ever seen without Derwin James. So, I mean, there were times, like we've said before, he was their second best edge rusher. He was probably their mm-hmm. best linebacker at certain points of the season, best safety clearly. So um, he might even be their best cover player. So yeah. Derwin just does so much for the chargers. And I hope that he gets to really show off this year with a mm-hmm. better defense around him. Yeah, I think he will. I, I think whether you want to say it's a simplified role or, or, more expanded role into just specific things he does so well. I think the yeah. defense, no, nah, he doesn't have much higher to go. But I think, <laughs> I think like for a personal year, it's going to be one of his better years. It should be. Yeah, 100%. Uh, anything else on Derwin James there? Uh, nope, not that I can think of. Okay. Uh, so Simmons, Justin Simmons checking in at number three. His highest ranking was number one. His lowest was fifth. Last year, he was first. So hmm. him and Mika Fitzpatrick essentially switched places. Uh, Buda Baker, number four, uh, his highest ranking was number one. His lowest ranking was number 10. Last year, he was fifth. So, you know, maybe getting some of the Arizona Arizona Cardinal treatment, but I, I think yeah. he's he's outside of that top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a player who could jump into that top tier, Javon Holland, he checks in at number five. Yeah. Uh, his highest ranking was third. His lowest was unranked. Last year, he was honorable mention as a rookie, which I think is, is pretty special for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Bates at number six, uh, highest ranking was number one, which I think is kind of crazy. To wow. Me. Uh, lowest ranking was unranked. And last year he was sixth. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Byard at seventh, uh, highest ranking for him was three overall. Lowest was unranked last year. He was third overall. So he was ahead of Derwin last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, highest ranking was four. Lowest ranking was out of the top 10 in the honorable mention category. Uh, he's eighth overall. Last year, he was unranked. So good year for the former Eagle, now with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga, again, another guy I think could maybe jump up this list. Highest ranking, number six. Lowest ranking was unranked. Last year, he was unranked. And then number 10, rounding out the top 10, Antoine Winfield Jr., um, highest ranking number four, lowest was unranked last year. He was number nine. Hmm. Uh, honorable mentions, Marcus Williams for the Ravens, Quandre Diggs for the Seahawks, Kyle Duggar for the Patriots, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde for the Bills, Xavier McKinney for the Giants, Jalen Petre for the Houston Texans after a, a rookie oh. season. Uh, also receiving votes, Tyron Matthew, Eddie Jackson, Jeremy Chin, J. Ron Curse and Justin Reed. Sorry, did I did I miss Kyle Hamilton? Did you say he was on the list? He was not on the list. Really? Okay, interesting. So I oh. think uh, reading the list compared to some of the other positions, I, I I think safety is the weakest group of any of Easily. these defensive positions. Like it's it's the drop off is pretty drastic. Like Jalen Petre, I think he was like right next to Chris Rumpf in his tackle rate last year. And he was an honorable mention. Like it's kind of, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I think it, if I remember, and this does feel like Jalen Petra from college. I'm sure he racked up a ton of stats. Was excellent working yeah. and getting stats at the line of scrimmage. But yeah, not exactly a great group. It wasn't a great safety class last year either. It was no. like Kyle Hamilton, who people even kind of weren't so high on anyway. And then just everybody else, maybe sort of Dax Hill, but he barely played. So. Yeah, I mean, not a great class. Micah Hyde played like two games last year. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Kyle Duggar, I think, is definitely underrated. I think he should be up higher on this list. Mm. Um, yeah. Anton Winfield didn't play a whole lot last year, so him at 10, I think, is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you look at this honorable mention and un- and uh, also receiving votes category, that's kind of underwhelming. Like Eddie Jackson, has Eddie Jackson been good for <laughs> three years? Like, I don't even know. Uh, J. Ron Curse, I think, is 
a fine like safety three like sure but you know well, maybe Alohi Gilman makes the list this year or next year yeah. I mean if, if that's I don't know <laughs> like I said, for these guys, it's not unreasonable to think that Alohi Gilman can't have yeah. a, an honorable mention kind of season, potentially. Sure. sure. All right, Tyler, uh, let's talk briefly about offensive players coming up. Where do you think uh, Herbert, let's say Herbert Slater, we think will make it? You think Eckler makes it? He should. Was Okay. At, at some point, he'll make it. Did he not make it last year? There was some uproar. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. If I remember correctly. <laughs> Someone so, in the chat, let me know. Okay. So we think Austin Eckler at least receives votes. He, yeah. should, make the, he should make the at least honorable mentions, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, don't expect any, um, don't expect Gerald Everett to make the tight ends. Maybe, maybe also receiving votes. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Lindsley. Corey Lindsley should make it. I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they usually do centers and guards separate or if they do into your offensive line altogether. Corey Lindsley should make it. Uh, receivers, do you think Keenan and Mike make it? So last year, Keenan made it and Mike was receiving votes, I think, or off entirely. No, he had to have been receiving votes. Um. I don't know, because if JC Jackson can receive a vote, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say neither of them do. Yeah, I mean, coming off of the injuries, I think it'll be tough. I don't think Mike will make it. No. Maybe like receiving votes, but I think Keenan could make honorable mention just because his numbers were still so good at the end Mm. of the season. But I don't see him in the top 10. Yeah, so looking at last year, not that receiving yards is the you know the big thing, but twenty-one players had over a thousand receiving yards. So again, I, I think you know Keenan Allen is better than some of these guys, but I mean you get into like Higgins, Lockett, Olave, Chase, Metcalf, Wilson, Kirk, like it's tough. They deserve tough to be play. on there. Yeah, you know, for being healthy and out there. Yeah. All right. So um Slater, where do you think he ends up? Uh, well, as my name suggests, I'm irritated with his placement <laughs> on a certain list today. Yeah. Um, being drafted 134th in an NFL draft pool after Crazy. Miles Sanders um, <laughs> is, is something. Um, Opinion should be revoked for whoever wrote that. Yeah. So last year, I forget where Slater was. It was like, what, like seventh or something, kind of like within yeah. the top 10. But because they, because they combined the tackles together. I don't see how he's outside of the top 10. I, I get that he was hurt, but are there really nine other tackles that are better than him heading into this year? No. <laughs> so I, I, so as Alex points out, he thinks he falls out of the top 10. I have to look at the list last year. Um, I could see Panay still jumping him, um, which I, I don't think he did last year. Um, but that even like the new tackles that came in in the league, you know, Evan Neal, uh, Charles Cross, Iki Iki like those bigger name guys. I don't think they're going to jump into the top ten. They shouldn't. No offense. So I don't see how Sean Slater falls out of the top ten. I just don't think there's nine other players that are better than him heading into this season. If it were a top ten players of 2022, different story. But just ranking the players, I don't see it. Which means I'll All be right, wrong. So I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up the list for last year. Okay. As far as Herbert goes, while you look that up, I'm very curious where people are going to put Jalen Hurts because I keep seeing these rankings, whether it's a a ridiculous site or that list I was just talking about, about the NFL draft pool, or Hurts keeps going or is ranked ahead of Justin Herbert. Do I think Hurts is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert? No. I don't think Alex, an Eagles fan, partially, thinks that Hurts is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. But I feel like the year that he had getting to the Super Bowl might mean something. Um, so I'm assuming, Alex, you have him at Herbert at fifth. I'm guessing that's some combination of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, then Hurts, and then yeah, Herbert. Um, so Aaron Rodgers was number one last year in the quarterback list. <laughs> kind of crazy to me. Did 
Did he win MVP? Yeah, but uh, so Herbert was seventh last year. So Matthew Stafford was sixth. Mm. Joe Burrow was five. Tom Brady was four. So obviously that's a spot open up. Uh, Josh Allen three, Patrick Mahomes two, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers was number one. So Alex Some... is Rodgers going to be Patrick Mahomes' lowest ranking last year was five. What are we? What? <laughs> that's all the teams that passed on him. Yeah, yeah. So Herbert was seventh last year, coming off of an objectively better season than 2022. But you know. Rodgers is worse. Brady's out of the league. Stafford was barely played. So, yeah, and I don't think there was enough young talent. Like I could see someone voting Trevor Lawrence ahead of Herbert. I just don't think there'll be enough votes. Um, yeah, I'll say Herbert's Flores. Like at the worst case scenario, I think is sixth of overall but, rankings. Yeah. Okay, so they did. They grouped into your offensive line all together last year, and Lindsey was tenth. I don't really see why he'd move. But Wyatt, you know, Wyatt Teller was forgotten. ahead of him. I think Wyatt Teller retired. <laughs> um, Jason Kelsey was eight. Ridiculous. Wow. Um, Elton Jenkins, seven. Ryan Jensen, who didn't play at all last didn't year, play. six. Mm-hmm. Joel Botonio, five. Joe Tooney, four. Brandon Scherf, three. Zach Martin, two. And then Quentin Nelson, one, who was objectively bad last year. Yeah. Um, Creed didn't make the list. He was honorable mention. He was right. He was right after Lindsley. So he was 11th basically. Yeah. He'll move up. Yeah. I think Lindsley's still regarded as a top 10 guy. I just, you know, does it, does anybody voting know that he missed a couple of games last year? I don't really think so. Probably not. Uh, So Keenan was the first honorable mention last year. Oh, okay. So he was right behind DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, that crowd. Um, but right after Keenan was AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas. Those two will not be higher than him. No. CeeDee Lamb. Oh, so Mike Williams also honorable mention last year. Really? Okay. I thought Mike Williams was okay. Huh. But yeah. either way, if, if that's where they were last year, then they're not making this list. Yeah. Uh receiving votes were Adam Thielen. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnston, uh, excuse me, Deontay Johnson, uh, Odo Beckham Jr., and then T. Higgins. So T. Higgins will be much higher. Brandon Ayuk will be on this list. He wasn't on it last year. So, uh, okay, I was going to look up offensive tackles too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I remember being guys. really mad about this. So, <laughs> Trent Williams, one, Tristan Wirfs, two, Bakhtiari, three. Oh, Rashawn Slater is four. Okay. That's good. That's good. Bakhtiari barely played last year, so he'll be lower than Slater. Mm-hmm. Tyron Smith barely played. He'll be lower than Slater. Laramie Tunsil at six. He'll be higher. Lane Johnson was seven. My God. Jeez. That's the worst one, I think. That's the worst <laughs> one of anything I've seen so far. He'll be higher for sure. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, eight. He barely played. Ryan Ramchek nine. He was kind of bad last year. Teron Armstead, Orlando Brown was honorable mention. Panay Sewell's honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I think Panay Sewell's top 10. Taylor Lewan, Colton Miller, Taylor Moten, Brian O'Neill. That was all the honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I just don't see how those guys jump in. Like I, I, I could see Panay jumping in. Um, I just don't see how Rashawn falls out of the top 10. But yeah, Lane Johnson at 7. Seven was his his the average that he got. What, yeah. Did he have did he have an unranked? Uh yes. Somebody had him unranked. Did he not play? Did I miss <laughs> I know he was I know he he like missed a couple games because there was like a like a mental health thing that he was dealing with. Oh, uh, that's right. But it was like it wasn't like an extended uh, absence. It was like I think three or four games, if I remember correctly, but like seven. That, that's that's kind of crazy to me. So yeah, played eight hundred snaps, gave up. Yeah. No sacks, <laughs> eleven pressures. Yeah, <laughs> different sport. Him and Tristan Wirfs are playing a different sport. Totally. Um, so yeah, Slater should make it. I still think he'll make the top ten. I don't think there's enough like young guys that have come in. Andrew Thomas will be on this. He wasn't on. Oh there. yeah, Christian mm-hmm. Darrisaw. But I don't think there's enough 
younger players to like boot him off the list and there's no. not really any like career resurgences. So I think yeah. Slater will drop some spots, but I still think he makes the top 10. Mm-hmm. Lindsley, I'm a little iffy about just, it, it seemed like they really favored guards on that list. Mm. I mean, Kelsey was eight. Creed Humphrey <laughs> was 11th. So yeah, I, I'm a little iffy on Lindsley making the top 10, but he'll make honorable mention for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you pull up running back? Yeah. Austin Eckler was honorable mention last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's what we were probably the most pissed about. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Did, does it say when they vote on these things? Uh, No, it does not. Okay. But I assume it takes a long time to compile. Like, I maybe he starts doing this at like the combine. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just curious if, if Eckler's trade request makes things mm. like they kind of push him like eh, he wants to go somewhere else or falls out of favor or something. I don't know. I don't know how you have 38 touchdowns in two years and don't make the top 10. Um, but he was honorable mention last year, does not make the Pro Bowl despite being a fan favorite. So I, I don't know, man. <laughs> no one votes for Austin Eckler. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised like even the fantasy community didn't get him into yeah. the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So he was like the number two fantasy <laughs> player overall last year. <laughs> right. Again. So we'll see. I, I he'll be at I, like he has to be at least be in like honorable mention for me. Like it, a, the production is just too hard to ignore. Is there a running? Uh, I don't know if you remember the list, but was there a running back that Josh uh, Jacobs wasn't on it? Oh, okay. Oh, he's Saquon. Yeah. Saquon was pretty low. He'll be higher. Yeah. Was Chubb number one? Uh, Jonathan Taylor was. Okay, that's fair after that year. Yeah. Um, Eckler was right next to Kareem Hunt, for what it's worth. And Hunt will not be that high again. Really? Mm -hmm. I can't believe you. Huh. Yep. I don't know, man. So, we'll see how it goes. I think tomorrow is wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see what happens. That'll be fun fun to discuss. Or not. Or not. Or not. All right. <laughs> All right. I uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Tyler, any uh, final thoughts before we head out and before your uh, wedding this weekend? That's it. Next time I uh, see you all, you guys, I'll be married. Unless I get left at the altar. So, uh... <laughs> Jenny's not going to do that. Don't do that, honey. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As always, uh, appreciate any reviews or ratings, uh, especially on the Chargers feed as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next Thursday probably on, on this show. Uh, but we'll be uh, going on the Chargers feed on Tuesday. So definitely go check that out. Uh, we'll have a fun show planned for you guys on that side of things next week. And then it's uh, full steam ahead to training camp. So, Looking forward to meeting some of you guys in a few weeks uh, at training camp. We'll keep you posted um, about when we'll be there, but uh, I'm pretty sure Tyler is going to be there pretty much every day. So uh, go say hi to him and and congratulate him in person. So Tyler, appreciate you as always. Everybody else in the chat, thank you guys. And and we'll see you next time. As always, Bolt Up.